22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. After one week being in Mexico, do I sound darker? Yeah, you sort of radiate the sunlight through your mouth. Wow. <laughs> that sounds just Why is it, When it comes out of your mouth, that just sounds horrible. Even though it's corny, it sounds horrible. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. And, and usually Mike would have been all over that, but it, I guess Mike is lazy today. Mike's like, yeah, we're off the tech and have it. I've adopted a new caring persona. Whatever. <laughs> uh, quick, go play the lottery because now anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a guy a magnet and see what, how it changes his attitude. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 37. Yes, that is correct. I got it right. Oh, yeah, good. It's uh, almost like you have it written down in the note and can't read the number. Shit it. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, The Cap, here with the, the not-so-dark and wow, that's weird because usually Mike's darker than me, Mike the finance guy. No time for the old in and out love. I've just come to read the meter. What's that? From a Clockwork Orange. I've never seen that. I love that movie. Really? He's taking oh, yeah. it back. And Kubrick, he, he's he's quite the writer. <laughs> he was when he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> I used to write in the afterlife. You should read his new book, A Clockwork Blue. <laughs> ah, there we go. Yeah. And now tied for second darkest is the other host, RT Square, Ralph the Tech. It's good to be the king. <laughs> wow, you went all Mel Brooks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is it depends on who you're talking to about what, what movie somebody's going to say that's from. People are going to say, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I'm like, no. <laughs> History of the World, History part, part one. one. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, we were gone for... A week, you know, we've been taking our, you know, our little two-week hiatus. How's everybody feeling? I know I'm relaxed. I wish I was relaxed, but at least I'm here. <laughs> I'm still hungover from all the partying that I was doing without you guys. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah, you, more like sleeping. <laughs> I get to sleep twelve hours now. <laughs> well, well, I mean, for those who didn't know, I mean, first off, after the after the birthday episode, not too far after that, I, I was whisked away to uh, Mexico for a wedding. And I'll tell you one thing. The cartel still looking for his drugs. <laughs> <laughs> They're not tall enough to find me. They're like, all the kneecaps look the same. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow, already a bell? Damn, five minutes in. Um, all I'll say I didn't is even talk about the, the rude but generous cavity search they did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, well, at least they, they slapped me on the rear afterwards and said, good job. I was like, good job, good job. <laughs> good job. Good job. All I'm saying is I tell everybody and I recommend it, please, when you get a chance and somebody has a destination wedding or something where it involves an all-inclusive resort, one word, go, go. Everything that you pay for, everything, you know, you pay a, a big amount to get in, but once you're there, everything is, on. Uh, you know. Wait, go, the Chinese uh, game of strategy and uh, that game, is that what you mean? God. I, uh, he could have meant go, which is actually Japanese for five. Oh, okay, so so five. Fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if there's if there's an all, if you have a chance to do that, go go away. I mean, these resorts are fantastic, especially when you like I said, like I told Mike before, you can wake up at four o'clock in the morning, order room service, don't have to pay for it, and everything on the menus up for grabs. I got you. Five away. All right. <laughs> <laughs> five away. All right. Well, let, let's not wait five to do this. Let's go right into business. Let's do the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. 
Yeah, that's right. There's news. What is with this sultry voice shit? <laughs> he's practicing for his night job. Don't you know he has a, a talk radio on? Uh, <laughs> what is it? This is Mike, the finance guy, coming to you <laughs> at night. Yeah. All I'm saying, I think Mike does it like that because he's softening people up for the kill. Because his news is like, this sucks, this sucks, this is okay. Back to you. So, so he, he's like a Venus flytrap, lures you in. He lures you in. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of the initials for Venus flytrap, but I'm not thinking that hard. It's, it's, it's a morning podcast, though. A VFT. <laughs> Very, oh, fuck you. Go ahead. <laughs> MVFT. Anyhow, Go ahead. Anyhow. Back to the news that we haven't even started yet. Well, we have the good, the evil, the beginning. Anybody know what the tag uh, um, for that show? The good, the evil, the beginning. I, 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 I vaguely remember. It's some. a great tag for Fox's highly anticipated new series, Gotham. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But what's going on with everyone's favorite weed woman, aka Poison Ivy? Seems the TV powers that be decided that Pamela Isley wasn't good enough for home viewers, so she has been rebranded as Ivy. Peppers, Ivy Pepper, Ivy, Ivy Pepper. Pepper. Yeah, any thoughts on that one? How do you like oh, that? Oh God, it sounds like a seasoning for my omelet. It does. It's 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 horrible. Know. Just yeah, say what it, it is. is really it's horrible. horrible. I'm gonna go on my MFG rant. It is fucking horrible without the cursing. Wow, it's horrible. Are you serious? I because they feel like it wasn't good enough for viewers, or who knows? I mean, it's just right up there with why in the world was a uh, you know the Hulk's name changed. Oh yeah, I mean, you know what, I don't know what the reason is for that. What they change it to? What the Hulk? It was uh, David Banner. Dave, okay, instead of Bruce. I, it's just one of those things you're like. So I guess people were being confused. They thought that he was uh, Bruce Wayne, or, or maybe because they felt like Bruce wasn't a smart enough name for a scientist. I suppose but Bruce it, Wayne. Man. It worked for the comics. That's what I always say. I'm like, it's not like you know, they just made it up for the TV show. I'm like, well, it was a character's name. Why change it? I agree. You know, it's like someone wrote a comment. I mean, just a random uh, person, not a part of the article, was saying, "Well, you know, Pamela's an old-sounding name. Ivy's fresh." And I'm like, "What the hell? <laughs> That's the dumbest reason I've ever heard." So, so no, but then it makes it stupider because then she becomes Poison Ivy. So you would think that you know, a criminal would want to use a name that's exactly. not First, in their name. You said stupider. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I did. I just want to go on record. I, I, saying, I said it. 11.36 in the morning. Ralph said stupider. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I, mean, I don't know why, why they, they're trying to mess with a formula that's already figured out. Or yeah. just don't have the character. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, the thing is about the Isley, it kind of makes you think of Ivy. Right. You know, so it was just one of those sounds. But eh, that's that. Anyway, on to something else. The Star's premium cable network channel will be bringing, bringing Neil Gaiman's fantastic novel American Gods to life. American Gods, I'm not familiar with that. That is, it's, it's, it's a strict prose novel. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's one of my favorite books to read, especially by him. Um, but after years of a developmental hell, Gaiman's 2001 epic story, revolves, um, which revolves around Shadow Moon, who's a mysterious man that travels across the country encountering numerous gods of legend and folklore while working with and for an even more mysterious companion who calls himself Mr. Wednesday. American Gods won the Bram Stoker Award, Hugo Award, and Nebula Award for Best Novel of the Year. Brian Fuller, who did Pushing Daisies and Hannibal, and Michael Green, who was responsible for Kings and Heroes, will share showrunner responsibilities. All right, cool. So, so, so obviously no no word on the cast or any kind of rumors no, on nothing that? nothing like that. This is just the, the big news that it's coming. Oh, wow. Now, and if you haven't it, read it, read that book, American Gods. Now, how long ago was it, was it given the award for Best Novel? Um, I think the year it came out. So around 2001, 2002. Okay. So it's about... Almost twenty, almost fifteen years old, almost. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. All right. So, That's American great. Gods, read it. Cool. Yeah, it really is a good read. 
Alrighty, you think you know what year it is? Well, Marvel Comics says you don't know Jack, and I don't mean Kirby. Oh, boy. Marvel has launched the first of uh, five one-shots that will make up its 100th anniversary specials 47 years early. Uh, There will be five titles set in the year 2061, which will mark 100 years since the start of the Marvel Age. Each issue will focus on a different character slash team in the top tier of Marvel's roster. Uh, the Guardian of the Galaxy one-shot will be written by Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, along with uh, Gustavo Duarte. Uh, the Spider-Man-centric issue will be by Sean Ryan and in Hyuk Lee. Uh, Say that name again? in <laughs> Lee. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> uh, the X-Men tale um, will be done by Robin Firth and Jason Masters. The Avengers one-shot will be by James Stokoe. And what's already on the shelves now is the Fantastic Four story, which has been written by Jan van Meter and Joanna Estep. But it's not, so it may or may not be the characters alive any longer, because again, it's 47 years from now. Right. Um, but it's just set to see, like, you know, what's taking place, what event has happened, you know, if they've fallen from grace. It just sounds like a bunch of BS to me. I, I feel like, the, 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 once again, it's a marketing play. I mean, and mind you, oh, some, yeah. some of the comic stuff is our marketing ploys, but this one just feels like it feels like DC one million. Yeah. It feels like all the other stuff they've done before. Well, it just it just there's it's so lame. There's no reason for it. It's, right. it's just one of those where you just go. Ah. It, <laughs> you it, it would have I mean, already did like the whole future one. Remember, right, like, yeah. you know, like the Fantastic Four, the end, the end, yeah. the end, you know, yeah. So this one just felt like, I, I don't care. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, we've done this before. And, and you know what's funny? Like you said, there's no reason for it. If there was like, hey, the, world, the world's ending in five years, let's do what right. would have happened if the world continued. Right. Then it's different. I don't know. And yeah. So what else does Marvel have up its corporate sleeve? Um, how about a new <laughs> Captain America? Yeah, Again? Was, yep. It seems our once frozen hero had the super soldier serum sucked out of him in Captain America number 21. And I won't say how. Um, oh. <laughs> so he is on the disabled list uh, who will wear the stars and stripes well according to Marvel's Tumblr page we'll have to wait until Monday to find out now this won't be the first time Captain uh, has been disrobed uh, there have been at least six other men that have worn his uniform over the years six okay so Bucky's right. one obviously yeah um, come on the, the, guy, me... the guy who played you wait the guy who was US agent was not did not take on the, the Captain America yes vibe. yeah he did John Walker John Walker that's two um, You're not going to get the rest. Rick Jones wasn't he? No, one? Rick. Hell no, Rick Jones. <laughs> he was Bucky, wasn't he, for a while? I think he did. Well, he, he was Nomad, I think, for a little bit. He was bit. Nomad, yeah. And he may have put on the Bucky uniform. It may have been more for his own personal enjoyment. Right, so, I'm not sure. So who was the others? Uh, Isaiah Bradley. That's the one where they threw back that. Oh, the first Captain America was black, and oh, yeah. that whole crappy storyline that made no sense. Um, William Naslin, who was an old timey hero that they brought forward in time, and then was like, oh, you just have to be Captain America while he's missing. Um, Jeffrey Mace, that was another old-timey hero, and uh, William Burnside. William Burnside. I can't remember which character he is. I just, I just know he's one of them, and I forget which one. Wow. So, so this is, not once again, not the first time that Captain America's been replaced, and he's going to be replaced again. Yeah. I mean, it's just for a few issues. You know, they'll be back. Okay. Once, once uh, he gets the super serum back in him, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I wonder how that's going to happen. Well, they're going to blow it back. <laughs> oh. yeah, Snow, snowballing <laughs> Snow- oh, yeah. and if you don't know about snowballing as, as mfg would say look it up look We're it up explain it <laughs> i won't explain it i'm not gonna be part of that <laughs> all right and one last thing right uh guillermo del toro has officially announced that fans will see the return of big ass robots not in disguise uh, Pacific Rim 2 will once again launch from Legendary Pictures and onto the big screen. And to quote, exactly. And to quote Del Toro, Del Toro, 
more kaijus, more yegas kicking each other's butts. All right. All right. Yes, yeah, so I think that's supposed to be like set for uh, 2017. I think is the, the original. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's so way too long. It is way too long. They got to get this thing here now. Yeah. That was just ev- excellent. Excellent Pacific yeah, Rim. Now Can't that wait. now that I'm on board with Pacific Rim, definitely, I definitely want to see what what Guillermo del Toro has up his sleeve. So yeah. that's all the quick news. That's all the quick news. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'm not getting two weeks worth of quick news. I, I'm too tired for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any quick news. I mean, you couldn't get much from Mexico. <laughs> I, I, it was funny. I wore I now have, this just in. There's a hole in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> run, brothers, run! <laughs> no, no. My, my, the best one was uh, the best. Well, not quick news, but the thing that happened to me in Mexico. I'm wearing a shirt that the lovely Gigi bought me for my birthday, and it's a picture of old school Batman and Robin side by side, mm-hmm. and a picture of Joker sneaking behind Batman doing rabbit ears. <laughs> and the bottom of, of the picture, it's like a Polaroid. It's a selfie. <laughs> I mean, that's selfie. Uh, uh, um, I'm photobomb. Photobomb. <laughs> so I'm going to the bar, and I'm wearing that shirt. And one of the Mexican bartenders goes, oh, the Avengers? <laughs> I'm like, no. And then he goes, oh, Batman Robin. I'm like, we couldn't get that the first time? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You see that bat on the chest? Yeah. yeah. Go with that. <laughs> That's not Iron Man. <laughs> I got some uh, quick news for you. What's what? that? I don't know if you if you heard or seen the teaser trailer for season eight of Doctor uh, uh, Who. Oh, I've only seen like the one real brief, brief teaser, but I haven't seen anything more. And they've announced the release date is on August 23rd. I cannot wait. Now, I I mean, and you know how I feel about who, uh, but I mean, do you, are you guys affected in any way with the fact that Doctor Who's now older? Do you like that choice? Well, I mean, he's the first, he's he's the oldest Doctor Who that they've had so far, right? No. Well, no, I mean. I mean, maybe in the maybe current, in the current right. Industry. I was about to say th- since two thousand and five. Yes, yeah. so he's the first one since they uh, relaunched Doctor Who and got modern audiences to watch Doctor Who with younger characters. So, yeah. um, I don't have a problem because I haven't seen what they're going to do because we have had literally he had like you know one or two sentences before the the show actually ended yeah. with him having regenerated into uh, Peter Capaldi. Um, but that has been my question since that happened is that I'm like, well, you went out of your way to make sure you got younger who, uh, you know, younger doctors to get in the younger audiences. You know, they were either kind of like leather guys, you know, rock and rolly kind of people or just good looking kind of guys. So to that have more of a David dad, Tennis. yeah. You know, to have more like a dad figure kind of guy, I mean, at least visually, I, I don't know if that's his personality. It just seems like a weird throwback. Yeah. You know? and, and I was going to ask you that because I'm, I'm not a who guy by any means. so I wouldn't know about that. But for me, it feels like you have all these younger who's for the past for a number of years. And now you're going back to older. It feels like you're doing a show on ABC and then you're doing Fox and then you went to CBS. <laughs> 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 like your age demographic just got older exponentially. Well, kids today, they're just getting out of hand. We need an older who. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to say it will be interesting to see what they do with it. I mean, I'm just hoping his first act as the doctor will be to murder Clara. <laughs> wow. No, no, she's, she's, she's staying on as the companion. Yeah, I know that, but he could still, <laughs> he could be plotting her death. At least so, so wait a minute. The um, the companion is, is carrying over to to another who? Yeah, yeah. that's it's, happened before. It, for, for, for those people who don't know Doctor Who, um, I guess every time Doctor Who changes, he has a new companion. No, no, no. Uh, as as the story progresses, either th- depending on how the writers feel what's going on with the companion, because you know they, they get people's feedback. Right. So like if they don't really like the companion or they feel that the companion has already gone its run, run its course, right? It's run its course. Then they bring in someone uh, someone new for the Doctor. Yeah. So I mean, the Doctor has changed companions while it's been the same Doctor. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then, like I said, and there's been times when the doctor's changed and then he's gotten a new companion. It's just, it's just how, like you said, it depends okay. on if their yeah. story's been told, uh, gotcha. you know, you know, fan favorites, et cetera, et cetera. And the David Tennant area, he had, what was it? He had three, Rose, right? Or four. Donna. No, he had three. Rose, Donna, uh, and Martha. Martha. And... Was that it? Or I get the feeling I'm forgetting. He traveled somebody. with um, Rose's boyfriend for a little bit too. Right. Well, yeah, but he was just that was kind of part. And, Do- yeah. and Jack Harkness was there too. But yeah, I mean, yeah. but I mean, they were all like Jack Harkness, Mickey, and Rose were there all at the same yeah. time for the most part. Um, yeah, it's just the three because it went from Rose to Martha to Donna, and right, and then he regenerated, yeah. and then that became uh, Matt Smith, and then that became with yeah. Amy. Yeah. And, all right, all right. and there was a Christmas special where uh, what's her face, uh, the singer, the European singer, what's her name? Oh, I cannot think of it. But she was almost going to be a companion. Remember the one on the starship? It was like kind of like the Titanic in the sky. It was a Christmas oh, yeah, special. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you kind of thought she was going to be the new companion for a while. Yeah. stuff like that. Oh boy, all this is why he leaded me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, because you guys talk about, you know, the Claire is coming over. I'm like, oh, I thought that every time they got changed, no. they have a new companion. So it just depends on how the story I goes. I really wish that was the case right now. I, I can't stand Claire. Wow, Mike's annoyed by a character surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the meat of the show. Let's get to the meat of the show. Absolutely. Speaking of Come annoyed, on, I had a segue with the giant robots. Come on, just, <laughs> just let it go by. <laughs> all right. Well, now let's talk about giant robots that are actually. In the theaters now, I mean, we've been talking about summer movies or end of spring, beginning of summer movies. Oh, you were about to, you were about to press the button, weren't you? There's a button? Oh, I don't. Warning. Oh. Me, 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 oh, I guess I should press that, shouldn't I? Oh, is that the warning from Beaker? Warning. This segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. I realize because it's a sausage fest, we may have to do that in a female voice as well, just to kind of mix it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it only guys and a girl does the intro? <laughs> For, for our two female listeners. Because the women spoil everything. <laughs> well, they make shit longer than they need to be. Um, <laughs> or they're late. I mean, I can keep going. So what we're going to talk about is the, the summer blockbuster or the summer movie Transformers Age of Extinction. And I'm afraid to, I, I'm afraid to ask about the synopsis <laughs> because I don't want him to give me too much ammunition before we even get into it. But fuck it. Where the synopsis of the movie is, of course... MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I don't know what your problem is. I like the movie. You fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting right next to you. <laughs> Any more groans, they would think it wasn't a movie or something else going on. <laughs> oh, Mommy, is this a porn? Oh, oh. <laughs> is this a porn? What's going on here? Anyhow, Hasbro proves that Chucky isn't the only toy line that won't die. <laughs> As it teams oh, up with on. Paramount Pictures for the fourth installment in the Transformer franchise. Transformers Age of Instinction was helmed by Michael TNT Bay along with executive producer Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I'm putting your name out there, Steven. You're responsible for this mess. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so on to a synopsis. Transformers Age of Extinction opens up 65 million years ago during Earth's Cretaceous period, where we learned that it was not cigarette smoking that killed the dinosaurs, but rather it was unknown aliens for unknown reasons. In current movie time, it has been five years since Shia LaBeouf acted horribly on screen and Chicago was made to look like Detroit. Uh, The Autobots (laughs) are being hunted and destroyed by an American black ops team known as Cemetery Wind that is aided by the Transformer bounty hunter Lockdown, while they're also being made obsolete thanks to a manic depressive Steve Jobs knockoff that has broken the code 
to making Transformium. Yeah, you heard that word right. <laughs> Optimus Prime has been severely damaged and is in hiding, but is eventually reunited with the last four Autobots on the planet, Bumblebee, Hound, Drift, and Crosshairs. In turn, the Autobots are assisted by four humans with hearts of cheap gold chains. We have Mart Wahlberg as the boxer, sharpshooter, clairvoyant, parkour ex- expert, Navy SEAL specialist, robotics engineer, 80s TV sitcom dad, Cade Yeager. His daughter, Nicola Pelt, um, who is Tessa Yeager, a.k.a. Please Shut Up, Bitch. <laughs> and it was Jack Rayner as the statutory rapist and sometimes Irish, sometimes not, race car driver and boyfriend. T.J. Miller as the family friend who you can't wait to die. Now, can five robots you dislike and four humans you'll hate save the planet from a fate so horrible and vague, even the writers couldn't explain it in two hours and 45 minutes? Of course not. Not without the help of metal dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny because that's uh, his synopsis is exactly what I wanted to say. It was two hours and 45 minutes of what the fuck. Wait, wait. Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> Let the trashing begin. <laughs> that was my cheap Macho Man impersonation, but we'll go with that. Because not for nothing, usually we're fair here on Meanwhile 22. I can't find anything. I can't. You know what? We can talk about the two things we liked about the movie, and then the rest is going to be slam fest. So what two things did you like about the okay, movie? Okay, well, let's be I honest. Like, all right, here's what I liked. I liked of course, the, Ralph liking something. the explosions and all the special effects. There we go. I wasn't impressed by either. I mean, I, the special effects were standard Transformer to me. Let, you know, understand th- this. These things that I like are just kind of you know, it's it's a piece of the uh, of the bigger puzzle. It's a small piece of the bigger puzzle. The fact that there was a lot of action that was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Um, and they did a lot of like, um, if you're a Transformer fan, they did a lot of things that you know, if you read the comic book or had a toy, you liked. Like or, or watched the old cartoon. Like one thing I talked about was the the one of the villains. They actually use the original Megatron voice from the cartoon. Frank was it Welker. for Megatron? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was for Megatron slash Galvatron. Yes. Which now we ruined, but that's okay. Uh, that was a surprise. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, you have to understand. In other versions of the car- in in the original movie, the cartoon movie, Megatron does tra- change into Galvatron. That's true. But in different versions of the of Transformers, they've done like three or four different versions. They've made Galvatron and Megatron two separate people. Oh. So for some people, it's like, well, is Galvatron gonna be Megatron? That's the way it's supposed to be, but they haven't always done it that way. Oh, okay. So you know, th- them making Megatron into Galvatron is the way it's supposed to happen, but they never had this guy who do the voice now, and now they had it. So that was cool. And the fact that Prime, when, when you said in the beginning he was in hiding, he was in his old truck form, which was the original way the truck was developed mm. in the toy. It was okay. a flat front big okay. rig. So I was like, oh, wow, that's the way it's supposed to be. And then he changed him back into his fucking super hot, hot rod. Yeah. I hate that shit. Well, I, I, you know I mean? With I did have one thing I liked. eight mufflers coming out the top. Yeah, because he was, he was suddenly out. badass. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I did like the, uh, oh, I did like the fact that it did have ending credits. I was just <laughs> disappointed that they came so late in the movie. So late. Oh, my God. That movie <laughs> ran so long. It was like Waterworld meets Godfather meets Lord of the Rings. It, well, it, it was... It, it's like I said, it started 65 millions ago in Earth's past, and I think they showed us every year. <laughs> <laughs> it just that movie would not stop, and it wasn't in a good way. It and just it st- didn't end. It started over like three times within the movie. Yeah, yeah, it was like so many different stories. I mean, it just like like it started one story, then opened another story. It's like, well, are we gonna close close some of these things? Go, you know, go, what's going on? You know, probably like if we ever get our hands on the uncut footage, it's probably like 10 hours long. 
That's oh, somebody who should be extinct. No, the, I, the editor. I, I'm sure I mean, the uncut footage is probably only 10 minutes longer than the film we saw. It could <laughs> not be anything left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> First off, let's start off with um, the beginning. Mark Wahlberg as the human um, counterpart in this movie. How did he you guys feel about that? He was the earthborn Jorel. I have never <laughs> seen a man that supposedly was a robotic specialist do so much. No, and, and, and the fact that they like rub it in your face. They try to like brainwash you to think that he does have a robotics engineering degree. Yeah, it was just Mark Wahlberg, everybody. Just letting you know. It's mm-hmm. like the, the first thing you see is the mailbox, and then in the mailbox, there's like three things that say Ro- Jaeger Robotics. Right. Right there, just all up in your face. Yeah. And then another thing that says, uh, put your junk here and I'll fix it for you. So he's yeah. just saying, I can fix anything. But it was really bad because they didn't even try and make it be like Mark Wahlberg, the intelligent guy. They didn't even put like bad glasses on him. Right. It was just Mark Wahlberg looking like, I don't know how to spell Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he looks like a grease monkey pretty much. Yeah. I mean, which is nothing wrong with that, but it just, it wasn't believable in the least. And then, you know, as I had said in the uh, synopsis, I mean, he just, there was nothing the man could not do. And I'm not even talking about robotics wise, which is odd, by the way. He never used his robotic specialties. Well, he did when he, when he hijacked the drone. Oh, that, that's true, which we didn't really see what he did. He just basically well, he, told us he hijacked the well, drone. No, no, no. There was a scene. I guess you were probably sleeping or you were in that, that haze that you were in. <laughs> or, or thinking of ways to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all were. He, was, he took it apart and he was like rewiring it so he could take control over it. Ah, okay. I thought he was just hiding his stash. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was funny is, number one, the, the um, Transformers is set in Texas. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and it's like, wow. For, for deep somebody, in the heart of. Deep in the heart of Texas, but um, the, the um, stars are bright. Don't sing. Oh my God! I wasn't gonna clap for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was gonna say was Mark Wahlberg sounds like the most Bostonian fucking Texan <laughs> around. I think we found a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, uh, when the guys are like, you know what, uh, you know what we do to people around here in Texas, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. It was like a, it was like us doing an accent. It just wasn't right. It didn't fit. It didn't fit. Like, Again, it was Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it was Mark Wahlberg playing himself, and then his daughter, yeah. who his daughter, <laughs> otherwise known as possibly the piece on the side. That's what, I, <laughs> that that's what you and Gigi disturb, kept saying. The most disturbing father daughter. Like I don't know where. I mean, it was it, his I'm reaction supposed to was, protect you from other guys. Only I can have you. Yeah, it, it was just. It was so 1980s sitcom dad. I mean, everything was, oh, you're not dating anybody. Oh, I'm like, then why do you let her dress like a whore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but what, what made it funny is that just when you look at it, just if you were deaf and you watched this movie, you, you'd be like, when you fucking... You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you just assume that that's like his younger mistress or right? something. Yeah. Yeah. It was just such a weird... Just, and, and mind you, I, the editor of this movie should be shot, and the casting director should be shot. There's no one that shouldn't be shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Steve Spielberg should be shot in the foot, because we like Steve, but you're like, pow, that's well, what you get for Transformers. He needs to learn a lesson. Yeah, yeah you need pow, pow. You need pow, pow, like we say in Spanish. <laughs> you need to spank Because, yo, I'm sorry, like, between those two, I'm like, oh, here, the movie's going to start off really well. And then it just, like, took off from there. Well, the thing is, though, the first half an hour of that movie, it wasn't great, but I'm like, okay, it's, it seems like it has promise. And right away, right after the first 30 minutes, it just went, I don't know where it went. It, it just took off with action, which sounds like that's a good thing, but it wasn't. It just, it was action that never stopped and never had a real reason for happening. Yeah. It just kept going and it just would not end. 
Uh, it's funny because we were talking about good things that we actually like, which is few and far between. I actually liked John Goodman's character as the robot hound. Oh yeah, it was fine. I mean, he just you know his, he was a bit over the top after a while. But you know, I mean, but I think so, um the robot personalities are meant to kind of be over the top because they're imitating humans. Oh, you mean even Drift? Oh, Who's, Drift was bad. Who call, who call Optimus Prime Sensei? I ah, see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. I feel like I'm watching a bad Charlie Chan movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one was really bad. But I liked Hound, you know, the whole grizzled veteran, you know. Yeah. It was kind of cool. And just with, the fact with, the look was different. The cigar in his mouth. Yeah, it was. Or, it, like, or was it like a bullet a, or something? It was just a lit, like, yeah, metal pipe bullet type thing. I didn't get what the purpose of that was besides to be a cigar. Yeah. But I, I definitely liked it. But I guess I feel like, okay, John Goodman's in this movie. Oh, shit, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last hit John Goodman was in? The Babe? <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't a special effects by the way they just spray painted him in metallic paint uh, <laughs> and another, another celebrity we can't have on the show now <laughs> yes because they were lining up beforehand <laughs> Famke Jansen Halle Berry you were turning them away <laughs> Eva Mendez hey Eva Chucky Mendes. what's up girl <laughs> I still get mad when you say that shit <laughs> but I mean that, I mean, for me that was that was cool but it's funny that you talk about over the top characters was Optimus Prime over the top in this movie or is it just me Optimus Prime just needs to lay off of the meth. <laughs> he was just cranked up. Yeah, he seemed a little uh, bipolar too, where he's like, fuck the humans. Fuck this shit. I'm out of here, man. They betray me like this. And then he's like, oh, wait, but no, no, no. We got to save the humans. We got to protect them now. We got to help them out. No, you know what? Fuck the humans. Fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Absolutely. You try to kill me. We must wait, always wait. do the honorable thing and protect these people. Fuck you. I'm going to smash you. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is going on with him? For a moment, they when, uh, when he catches up with uh, the other four uh, Autobots, mm-hmm. right? He, he did a, a little um, half-bake there where he's like, Fuck you, fuck, fuck you, you, fuck you. But these these guys right here, they're cool. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely a half-big yeah, moment. That's kind I, of funny. I, yeah, I didn't that. understand any of that. I mean, the, the movie was just... It, it contradicted itself so badly. It I mean, did. you know, we, we meet Optimus Prime who can barely walk. And then suddenly he's just fine. Yeah, he, he, when we kept find him, Mark Wahlberg says this bullet was lodged in your in your um near his spark near your spark. That's why you know that's why he had problems. Da, da, da. And he was all jacked up and injured and he in fighting. But meanwhile, and, right. and he states only the Autobots can fix me. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mark Wahlberg was like, well, let me try. I, I mean, I got an engineering degree, right? I mean, it's an Earth engineering degree. Sure, it's not a. You know, Cybertronian engineering degree, but I, I could probably do something. <laughs> then what? Fifteen minutes later, he's driving down the road, sees yeah. a truck that that he wants to design, yeah. scans the truck, and all of a sudden he's back to being. Yeah, he's in fighting condition. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand that the Autobots haven't even met you yet. So, so apparently, all he needs is just to scan something, and he's fine. I, yeah, I guess I I didn't understand. It, 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 it automatically heals himself. See, see, I'm I, I mean, I'm just mad about the whole bipolar optimist thing because for me and me and I know that you watch Transformers as well. Optimus has always been the John Wayne, the very stoic, tough guy, yep. leader, very noble. Yep. The way you want your heroes to be. Yeah. You know, he's he was tough a hero. When, he was tough when he needed to be, but you know, believed in in saving human life. This guy was like, yo, like you didn't want to talk to him. Optimus, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there wasn't one metal machine he met that he wasn't ready to either like gut or decapitate. Yeah. <laughs> or how about his attitudes like, I'm not gonna kill any uh, I made a promise not to kill any humans. 
But I'm not going to protect them anyway either. <laughs> so fucked up. And now, mind you, now, now understand, and the people will say this, the people who are going to argue the other side, which is usually me, which is not me today. <laughs> people will say, well, you know, a character has to go through development. And if a character goes to an issue like whether he feels like he's been betrayed by the people he's protected, he might feel that way. But I feel like Optimus would have handled it differently. This Optimus was just like so bent out of shape and like disgruntled to a degree where it's like but again i mean you're talking about this is a movie that's really meant for kids as well and i don't mean like six-year-olds but it's meant for kids it's not just meant for adults i mean you know your hero like and you've heard me say a million times it's supposed to be heroic i mean you know you can have your bad day but you're not supposed to like just like relish in it you know and he didn't just have a bad day i mean he he just lived it. <laughs> because if he would have turned around and been noble again, then I'd have been like, okay. Yeah, he never got noble. He never got noble at all. It was like Optimus was Opta Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Opta Dick Prime, totally. Because he was just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and even Bumblebee was just obnoxious. Well, Bumblebee, I mean. I mean, normally Bumblebee is like kind of fun and kid like. He was just obnoxious by this time. I'm just like, oh, so we've just delved deeper into a personality one note. Yeah. You know, it was just, it just got. Out of it just everything was just out of the place, I and mean, also there was no, there was not any character that wasn't just one note, except for the bipolar. Uh, Steve, right. No, well, Stanley um, Tucci oh, character. Oh goodness! Yeah. yeah, he was just all over the place as the the billionaire business owner. His personality never made any sense, but everybody else was extremely one dimensional, and you know that's exactly what you were, and that's how they drew you, and yeah, it. The movie lacked in every <laughs> single solitary way. You know, I, I couldn't imagine. And with, um, I mean, with, what's interesting is you would think that, oh, what's his name? Um, the one who plays Beast in the X-Men. Oh, oh uh, um, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer is in, in this movie. You're thinking, okay, some, some acting chops. We're going to get something. Go- no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you would think, okay, he's going to play the villain. That's going to be interesting. It was interesting for like the first 20 minutes. But then, when, when, like Mike said, once there was no change in the character or no like depth, you're like, he's just the bad guy. Yeah, he's That's just the bad guy. I mean, come on. When you name your, your Black Ops Cemetery Wind, <laughs> that's just, there is nothing left to but say. You know what's funny? After watching 5,000 Michael Bay movies, it's all the same. He's got the Black Ops team always looks the same with the bad. Come on. You're the leader of the, of the fucking covert team and you have purple glasses? Yeah. You're, everybody's all wearing black and you're wearing purple glasses. What right. makes you special? <laughs> <laughs> It was, it, was just, it was just overdone, typical Michael Bay stuff. It, 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 I mean, explosions for no reason. It, it, it got annoying. It got annoying fast. Yeah. Oh, when they blew up the farmhouse, you just knew where that was going because that was our first major explosion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're like, oh, Michael Bay all over again. Yeah. I would love to be like the, the pyro guy on set of those movies. <laughs> that would just be like that. That must be like the most fun job to have. It's, it's at least the most revered. <laughs> it's therapeutic. It makes you feel better yeah. afterwards. This movie sucks, but I blew that up. They, you, know, you could probably like charge people. It's like, hey, hey, you feeling down? Come with me. Let's go blow some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that scene. What? So, so now what did we think of the, uh, what are they, what are they even called? The, what are those things called? The Dino... The Dinobots? Dinobots. There you go. Dinobots? Is- yeah, see, that's my geekness coming out. I'm mad because you, 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 you're putting the Dinobots on the front of every poster, on front of the toy lines, and you don't see the Dinobots till the last fucking 15 minutes of the movie. Well, they're dinosaurs, so they treated like Godzilla. Godzilla! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and it was in China, so I guess they didn't want to do it in Japan for fear that they would have been sued. Uh. <laughs> Godzilla would have came out of the water like, bitch! What's wrong with you? And mind you, um, what makes 
the Dinobots, if you watch the cartoon or, or read the comic book, what makes um, the Dinobots so cool is that they were an offshoot of the of the Autobots, but they had their own hierarchy. They had Grimlock, who was their leader, right. and he wanted to be like top dog against Optimus Prime, and they didn't do any of that in the movie. You know, no. Well, I mean, well, you when, knew that. I mean, was, well, supposedly you got the idea. Well, Grimlock was the one that ran the, out first. The he the, he's the, he's the, like the T Rex, the T Rex, right? right? Yeah, he's the the leader. Um, you got the idea, and that's vaguely that he had to be the leader only because when Optimus literally beat him into submission, yeah. <laughs> you know, the others just were like, "Oh, okay, let's just do whatever they say," you know. But yeah, it was just also really weird. I mean, the, what was also cool is were they always that much taller than the other Transformers? They, they were. They, I mean, they were at least twice as tall as yeah. all the Transformers. Uh, or at least Grim. I know Grimlock is typically a, a bigger than Prime. Yeah, it, no, but in the movie, like all all three of them, all four of them. Yeah, all four. All four of them were huge. Can you name all four, Mister Nerd? Uh, the real ones. Not well, those the four of them in the movie. For them, because it's Grimlock, but see, they changed the names. There was the tw- the, 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 the two headed, two tailed, um, which doesn't, ex- which doesn't exist in, in the cartoon. That was supposed to be Swoop, okay. but, but that um, was his- Strafe. Oh, god, all right. And then in the in the original, they had the I believe there was a, tr- a not triceratops. 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 Spiky tr- triceratops, yep. That was it, it's not Snarl, nope, Slag, nope, um, oh, Sludge, no, nope, close, Spike. Slug. Slug. Oh, they fucking changed the god. They fucking changed the name for no reason. And the three-tailed Spinosaurus. Who was that? Uh, Scorn. Yeah, those names don't exist in the. In the well, <laughs> now get used to them. God. <laughs> fucking. How about bullshit. the fact that once the battle's over, they just it's like they set them free like dogs. Well, like, okay, you can go now. Well, they're like, yeah, you're free, and they ran off in their in, in their transformed state. And I'm like, in, in mainland China. Yeah. I'm like, well, where are they going to go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about them killing off Ratchet? Oh, yeah. It's like, what the hell? Like, I cared less. I really don't like the Transformers that much. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you wish more died. <laughs> I, it wouldn't have concerned me. I, I don't have a feeling one way or the other. I don't have any relationship to the Transformers. So they, you could have been like, that's the main character. I wouldn't have known. You, you, know? you know why he's mad? Because they killed the only black Autobot. Was he a black Autobot? No, Jazz. In the, in the first one. In the first one. Oh, 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 forgot about him. The, the one who spoke Ebonics and said, yo, what's good, little homie? Yeah. <laughs> Well, what about the other two from the second movie? The ones that can't read. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about the... Oh, they were so horrible. With their gold teeth. <laughs> With the gold teeth. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, anyway. Oh, by the way, speaking of gold that reminded me, minor thing, but it kept annoying me. The Transformers. Like, like for instance, when Optimus um, is, you know, when he turned into that flame-painted, you know, hot roddy version of a, of a truck that he was... You know, his chest plate, you can see the flame reds and da-da-da, because it all makes sense. What color is Bumblebee? Yellow. He's yellow. What color was his car? Black. Black. Yep. And, I mean, and it kept annoying me, and I'm like, well, we get the feeling that they become these colors, and they're just parts of what they are, you know, yeah. but, and his was, and there was another one that did it too, but his was really obvious, you know, and also, also what got me, I think more so than, maybe I just didn't notice it enough or care enough to notice in the other movies, um, the transformations Maybe it's also because some of the cars were sleeker and smaller. It was just too much of a transformation. It was just like they went from literally, well, literally you had um, going from something like a Lamborghini sized car to a, you know, what, 200 foot robot of solid steels, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm like, where'd all the metal go? <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just because Optimus Prime, he was just the cab and the flatbed of a truck. But when he would transform, you would see like, it was literally like, you would see the front of him change into the cab. 
And then the rest of the body just kind of vanished. And there was a flatbed. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where did his body go? <laughs> you know? Or like in the cartoon, uh, they made fun of this on Robot Chicken where his oh, trailer would just right. appear out of nowhere right. Went in the cartoon. So like they, they were like in some sort of battle and like, Optimus, just defeat him with your trailer that appears out of nowhere. <laughs> so you see him transforming multiple times and the trailer just flies in a different direction. Well, well and, and before we keep on with this horrible movie to make this podcast a little more interesting, um, did you ever, when you were a kid, I know you, you didn't watch it, so did, did Megatron ever bother you? A little bit. Dude, he was a handgun. And then he transformed to this fucking seventeen foot robot. Oh, I thought yeah. he was a big plane. He's a handgun. I thought he's a big jet. In, or in, in the cartoon version, oh. he's a handgun. Oh, <laughs> so I and, mean, a, like not even a big weird rifle. And, and it was a gun for maybe a transformer's hand. But even at a transformer's hand, it's like one sixteenth the size of, of what he transforms into. Mm-hmm. So all that logic is like, is one of the things we've had problems with for years. Oh wow! Yes. So he so he turned into a transformer size handgun. Yeah. So basically, his whole idea was, I'm going to turn into what I turn into, jam your finger in me and trip my trigger. That was his whole, his whole plan there. Nice. Well, but that's when, and I don't want to go too far, of course, but um, <laughs> um, that's why in 86, when Transformers had made Transformers the movie, it, was, it wasn't to only make a movie it was to push the toy line and right. they were going to switch the toy line over so they got rid of all the old lines so they got rid of optimus and all those guys and they transformed megatron to galvatron now galvatron t- changed from a robot to a cannon that makes sense but they knew they, they really knew the, you want to make that sentence again it changed from a robot to a huge cannon a plasma but, cannon but i like you he changed from a robot to a cannon that made sense no it didn't <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying well versus a handgun yeah. <laughs> Megatron, quick, we have to escape. Transform into a cannon that doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to take a while for us oh, to get anywhere, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> oh, he hops onto, like, uh, what's it? Optimus Prime flatbed truck, because that's the only <laughs> way he's going to get around. <laughs> uh, qu- question, how did you feel about the villains, uh, of the, the robot villains? So you had Knockdown, who was pretty kick-ass. Even uh, Lockdown was fine enough. I mean, he again, there were all stereotypes of what they were, but he was fine, but his motivation was still unclear. Yeah. But everybody's well, motivation was well, unclear. Well, he's a bounty hunter. He's like the creators, this, this uh, Omnia, um, what was it? I think they were just called the creators. No, no, no. It was uh, Ominous. Ominous? Well, ominous. There you go. There we go. The <laughs> Ominous creators. It's too early for Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> he said stupid earlier. Yeah. <laughs> They were the Omni M&Ms, what? Yeah. <laughs> the Ominous creators that are just like, oh, they have a hit out on Optimus Prime and they have to return, he, take them back to the creators. With the fact with uh, Lockdown also where he has this gun that com- apparently comes out of his face. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, it just looks so fucking wrong. I guess it gives new meaning to shooting your mouth off. <laughs> oh! <laughs> or shooting his load. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow, and, and, and I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like the way those Transformers. I mean, he, he he was a badass character, but it looked weird. It looked like they tried to make him more human looking. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, 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 yeah. they had, really sculpted his face. He had into a more human, human yeah. face than, than yeah, and that made no sense either. But I could, I liked him enough for to say I liked anything in the movie. Um, I despised their cool new transformation yeah, for all the, the Earth-made Transformers or whatever you want to call yes, them. Like a, a swarm of bees. Well, but it wasn't together. even like they made it. They made it like a swarm of discs because they were all rectangular. Yeah. I, I did not understand what they thought they were doing. It cool. looked really cheesy and ill-thought. I, you yeah, know. and it's like it, sort of like um, 
because they would transform and then like one of them would, would take out a gun and if it looked like it was digitizing first right and then it would like, take form right so it's like what the hell and also i didn't understand what their need for becoming any kind of vehicle was because when they when they transformed into this swarm the they, swarm flew yeah so i'm like well wouldn't that just be faster or it seemed it seemed more like they hovered to a certain point because like it, there was one where they transformed and like they hovered around the building right. to the top yeah it just it made no sense. And speaking of flying, Optimus Prime could fly. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. At the very he, end, at the, he flies twice. I'm like, they make they do this long ass drive across country, and then he's just like, oh, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 my thing was on top of that, they're, they're, he's in the spaceship, and then the whole thing with the spaceship. I'm like, you could fly. You could have flown your ass out of there. One you could have flown everyone out of there. Yep. <laughs> so then at the end, you fly, motherfucker. <laughs> He should have just been like, and by the way, there's one thing I've never told any of you. As he flew off, he would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> no, no, that's the other thing. He flies away because at the end, he's going to go see his creators or whatever, right? He's going to t- he's going to take the nasty yeah. to him. Yeah. So, but he's flying away. Apparently, um, Lockdown had to use like hyperdrives in order to get there. Yep. Right? So, Optimus Prime is going to go flying there and just with his jet booster jets in his, in his legs? Meanwhile, you have a perfectly good spaceship floating in the distance that no one's going to use because lockdown's dead now <laughs> couldn't have so yeah yeah you just want to be cool and fly away you know what he probably did he's going to circle around the earth and come back and then be like hop into the ship and be like i'm out yeah <laughs> but he's not going to be noticed he's just going to yell look over there yeah and then just get in the ship and just go <laughs> It, yeah, that that just really just ticked me off. That was like the oh, I don't know why that annoyed me so much when he flew off. I'm just like, you flew and you made us watch you guys go across the country. Well, well, the, well, the worst part is him. I mean, like like you said, there's battle scenes where he's in truck form, dodging bullets from Megatron, who's now Galvatron, yeah. shooting him down, and he's just dodging with his big old clunky oh. self. <laughs> like you could have flown. <laughs> oh, and, and, and let's just rephrase that. He doesn't dodge these missiles, by the way. Okay. They just never seem to hit him. The, they may yeah, be part robot, system. but they have the worst targeting. They can't hit. They, remember, <laughs> he was going. He, this is when he was injured still. He is driving moderately fast down a road. He's not going off the road. And they're shooting missiles at him, and they're missing him every single time. You know why? It's their targeting system was developed by Cobra. And they're suppressing fire. Wow. <laughs> aiming <Nice>. fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. What the hell are you aiming at? <laughs> you know, it, it just felt like one one bad thing after another. Like Ralph said earlier, it felt like when one plot point started, another one started. They started another one, and it's like you're having too many things going on at one time. And how about them introducing that apparently Optimus Prime is a knight, and there's more. There's what seven of them or whatever. Yeah, I, so, so I, I didn't even understand what they were going to. Did you notice that when he grabs the sword, right. apparently, like, uh, yeah. armor comes onto him? Yeah, too? yeah. A little bit of armor, and he's just like, you know, you'll listen to me. So it, his and his like, hands ah. look like gauntlets. Yeah. Boo. He, so they're basically, he's kind of like a, you know, King Arthur kind of character. Yep. He also pulled the sword out of this mm-hmm. machine thing. and wish we could pull this movie out of the theaters. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it just, it just was one. Because I, I, I remember... Again, you have to remember this movie is two hours and forty five minutes long. So we're now we're an hour into this movie, and I just turned. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> like, I have no idea. And that was just in an hour. So that was half an hour of a movie that looked like a regular movie. Half an hour later, I had no idea what was going on in this movie. And the, oh, god, how about all the useless lines where Mark Wahlberg tells his daughter, "Go get away. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go help Optimus Prime, but you go away." She doesn't listen anyway, and, and they end up helping out. 
But yeah, well, like, what's, what's the of point of but, sending them away? Well, that was her dedication, but it, then it made no sense because they only she never actually helped. Neither did the statutory rapist boyfriend that she had. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that, that Romeo and Juliet law. I mean, it's fine. It exists. I get that. And and it's not that I have so much of a problem with the Romeo and Juliet law. What I had a problem was with was you had to not just explain the fact that she's seventeen and he's twenty and they're dating. Mm-hmm. They had to aggressively explain this to the audience. I'm like, well, why didn't you just make her 18? She could still be in high school at 18. That's not unbelievable. Then it would just be a matter of, I just wanted my daughter to graduate before she was dating, but she's legal of legal age. This whole 17 thing, it became disturbing to me because I'm like, well, then why is it that for most, because in most states, that's still statutory rape. Yeah. So why in the world would you write in a plot part that required you to explain it to the other 49 states of the United States of America of why this man is not in jail Maybe Michael, instead of just making her 18 years old. Maybe Michael Bay has as a teenager well, and he's like, look. Well, that's my whole thing is that, I mean, not just about him, but it just, it felt like you're pushing some weird agenda yeah. about underage sex, in my opinion, because it, it like I said, I mean, because it, it wasn't, it wasn't like they just went, Romeo and Juliet law, get over it. They, they it was a good, good three, four minute conversation yeah. about this, which means you had to explain to the audience why this was okay. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't you just make her 18? Lots of people graduated 18. <laughs> and, and did you catch the, the cam show that she was about to have with her boyfriend? Oh, yeah. And yeah, she, yeah. She was like, oh, take your shirt off. And she's like, oh, I'm gonna take my shirt oh, off. Oh, dad's here. Yeah. Oh, I guess oh, he would okay. want to see too. The show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the thing. (laughs) Well, what's funny is that. um, Damn, that gong's long. Um, (laughs) Thank uh you, she said. (laughs) Uh, She calls it a gong. I'm kind of (laughs) scared. What I was going to say was something that Mike mentioned yesterday. How's everybody friends at the end of the movie? I don't understand that at all. How about the archaeologist that serves like very limited purpose? Yeah, she was there to go. I'm an archaeologist. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty much our purpose <laughs> and I'm a blonde therefore Michael Bay likes me so I'm in the movie <laughs> I'm an archaeologist you have to listen to what I say or what about Stanley Tucci's assistant that all of a sudden became like a fucking ninja fighting uh, motorcycle did, that, did you recognize who she was oh she's from um, she's from X-Men yep that was Bing Bing Lee that okay. was Blink Oh, that thought she looked. Yeah, that was pretty much was the end of her career. So everyone, please watch Bing Bing's last movie she'll probably ever make. <laughs> Actually, we should we should do a, a rest in peace for Bi- uh, um, Bing Bing's career. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's here, what I'm saying. It's the last here, movie she'll ever make. Now here, here lies Bing Bing. <laughs> <laughs> At least most people can't like you know look back in life and figure out where their career went bad. She can. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we know that Michael Bay is a super racist where he's carrying the stereotypes that all Chinese people know karate. Even or, the guy in the elevator who doesn't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. yeah. He was kicking ass. He's like, oh, no. Well, when, when the guy was hitting, um, what's this guy's name? Stanley Tucci. When you see the Stanley Tucci, he's like, oh, he's cool. He's just sitting. He's, he's standing in the elevator while Stanley Tucci's getting his ass kicked. And then Bing Bing Lee starts losing her fight. And he just goes buck out. He's like, what? No, you do not hit the Asian woman. You do not hit the Asian woman. He kicks ass. Right He's like, oh. He looked a little bit like Ryu at that point. <laughs> For a moment, I thought he was going to go, how do you Oh, God. And we all did it. God, that was horrible. But it's it just, once again, Michael Bay just keeps, keeps fucking with movies. And it's funny because before we even watched Transformers, Turtles. They showed the turtles um, thing. Oh yeah, like, yeah. They and, and and of course we're gonna watch it. But I'm already saying yeah, super matin- super matinee. Maybe we'll get Chris to help us out. Kristen, if you're listening, <laughs> please help us out. We don't want to watch this. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that turtle movie at all. I want to be surprised, but based on Transformers, because have you seen the, the the other reviews? Stunning, extraordinary, best Transformers so far. What the fuck were they watching? <laughs> the Transformer, what the fuck were they watching? The Transformer cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Blindfolded with an enema? I mean, what the fuck? No, no, no. They were probably serving a lot of free alcohol. Absolutely. <laughs> because I, I, when, when we came home after the movie, I was all like a little bit wound up, but I, I calmed down. And I'm sitting there with my brother, Steve-O, shout out to Steve-O, and we're watching t- the TV and they're showing the Transformers commercial. And Steven just to bust my chops goes, see, the, the, the reviews say it's not that bad. And I went off on like a 20-minute tirade. But did you carefully look at the review, though? Because, you know, they always get away with those ellipses where, like I said, like, you know, the best Transformer movie ever. And it was just like, it really was like, this piece of shit <laughs> is not anywhere near the best Transformers, Transformers ever. ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot missing in that statement there. There's just no, there is no respectable human being. I, I mean, again, even if you want to say, fine, we're being overly critical. At the best, you could just say this movie was bad. That would, I mean, that would be the nicest thing you could say about this movie. For, it was just bad for Ralph, and, and I can't wait to hear the the ratings, which is coming up next. Um, but for Ralph to not enjoy himself, and for G to lean, lean over and be like, "God, how long is this fucking movie?" Oh no, no, Forever. no! I had a great time. Oh God, I, I didn't. Think, I had a great time. You know why? Because I was making so much fucking fun of this movie in my head, <laughs> and there were times where I just couldn't contain it. And I would turn to Mike and just say some stuff. It's oh, yeah. like. What was one of them? One of them was like um, when he was flying away. He's like, so he's just not gonna. He's gonna leave the ship there. <laughs> he's just gonna leave the ship. He's gonna go away. I wonder if the girl, the, the woman that was in front of us, was annoyed because we were just. I think like, she was towards the end. I'm well, not she, sure that she was by herself. So I'm pretty sure she was aside anyway. Yeah. The, the only <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Someone stood her up. I mean, like 11:30 in the morning. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the only thing I, the only thing I could concentrate on for two hours and 45 minutes was that my butt hurt in that seat. <laughs> Like I mean, it was just I was just like this movie won't stop. Oh, I had a kid behind me kicking my seat. Oh God, that kid was talking. It was more interesting than the movie. It <laughs> <laughs> would have been one less kid by the time I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any more points anybody wants to put out before I throw out ratings? Ooh, let's think of anything. By the way, uh, how are there Dinobots? I mean, did did anyone else think that? Because again, it opens up sixty five million uh, years ago in our past. So you kind of think, all right, we're going to see some transformer touchdown on Earth. Maybe scan the dinosaurs, and that would explain a lot. Yeah. Right. But it didn't. So they just, this alien thing those kills the, all the dinosaurs. Those are the creators, and you saw that it was like some sort of like fleshy, met- metallic thing. Right, but right? we saw what that does. That's what the same thing that happened to the friend that, no. that nobody likes. It doesn't, it no, doesn't no, no, make I mean, them in the Transformer. It just makes them into metal. Into Transformium. But I mean, the... Uh, How can the, you just say that seriously? The scene, <laughs> it just made them into Transformium. We the, all know that. The scene... Um, before they start like dropping the the seeds, mm-hmm. right? If you uh, saw that before, you saw a hand right, press one. Yeah, the, the, those are the creators. Right? It's, no, no, no. I know it's, that. It's I'm like s- a fleshy metallic right. kind of thing. But what I'm saying though is that well, they were flesh because that was a fleshy hand. Yeah. I'm saying that that you expected that the fact that there are Dino bots. Okay. Like how the Transformers become cars? They scan cars. Scan, right. right. At no point did they scan a dinosaur. They just started wiping them out. So there are Dinobots. Well, you don't know. Why it, are there Dinobots? It was only a valley, so who knows what happens well, but, after that. Well, that's, but that, but we're, watch, but we're watching a two-hour and 45-minute movie. There was lots of time to tell us what happened next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, like, might, that might have been interesting or helpful. Well, I mean, even if the ship scanned the dinosaurs, then killed them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it was just that we had these Dinobots. And then, because I think even the cat was thinking when we saw them that, oh, maybe they were the metal dinosaurs come to life. And it's like, no, they were already on the ship. 
So, right. you know, so, so these things were just on the ship as dinosaurs that made no sense. Yeah, because apparently they've been there for a while. Yeah, and oh. there were also other living things on that ship that made no sense. Yeah. Yeah, there were alien, yeah, there was alien life forms, but they were fleshy alien life forms, yeah. and you were like, "But why are they here?" The what was that one? Um, the one with the, like the Cockney accent. Oh, oh, you mean the robot? Yeah, cross uh, crosshairs, crosshairs. Where he's like, uh, once um, Optimus uh, beats down uh, Grim Grim, was it Grimlock? Grimlock, Grimlock. Grim, mm-hmm. beats down Grimlock, and they transform, and he's like, "Wow." I thought they were going to turn into really big cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny when he it's said like, that. It's like, no, you can see they have, like, you know, dinosaurs outside. So what, what, What's funny was that, you know, the more laughter I heard from Mike was the more I knew that he was like, oh, my God, this movie can't get any worse. Well, because it was just ridiculous. It wasn't, like, laughing at the jokes. It was just laughing at, like, the most insane scenes that were going on, you know. Uh, which which are just too numerous to even begin to go into. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I'm saying let's go for ratings now because I'm getting angry and angrier by the second. <laughs> and shout out to Joe. Joe wanted to come with us. Joe, you didn't miss anything. Please listen to this podcast. Please. I'm, I'm going to text him right afterwards. You know that, right? <laughs> All right, guys. So um, what do you rate Transformers Age of Extinction? Ralph, what's your rating? Uh, I'm curious to hear this one. <laughs> uh, I rate it a supreme death. Right now, let's go kill it. No more Transformers. Uh, is that out of 10? What <laughs> <laughs> kind of rating was that? Let's give a number rating for those who are used to our rating system. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I give it a negative infinity. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> it just keeps on getting worse and worse and worse. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a... Uh, you know, it's funny. There's some things like... That, there's a very few things that I like about the movie visually. So I'm going to give it half... Uh, an Autobot sign out of 10. Wow. <laughs> half. Half. It, it just it just kept going and going. It didn't make any sense. Uh, it's hard. So many bad things about this movie. Mark Warburg should be ashamed. Mike? Uh, he's got lots of things to be ashamed about. Um, I will give it a much more generous two Hasbro touched me in a bad place out of 10. <laughs> wow, my rating's worse than Mike's. Holy shit. Why, why did you give it so much? Um, <laughs> it, the film didn't break. <laughs> the film that was didn't big. break. <laughs> <laughs> the theater was comfy. No, um, no, it's just, I mean, you know, there's parts that, you know, you would argue, like, like you said, I mean, like, okay, the special effects, they weren't great, but they weren't horrible. Um, and before the action got stupidly... Out of hand. Out of hand. It was kind of all right. Like I said, I mean, the first 30 minutes of the movie were, it was really weird. Like, as I'm watching the movie, and this is no lie, I'm thinking, well, if this movie keeps going this way, you know, it'll probably be like a seven. And then I'm like, or a five. (laughs) (laughs) Then it was like a four, three. (laughs) You know, just kept going down. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, so if I gave it even like a point for the special effects for being fine enough and for the action being okay enough at times, I'm like, that's a two. You know what? You know what? I'll change mine to a one, a one out of ten because I one whole face mask, one one whole Autobot face mask out of ten because the the I mean you're right the the um the special effects were really good and you know or at least in regards to like visually, you know like like the, the Autobots transforming and even though it took a while it looked a lot more solid and the fight scenes made more sense than the previous ones. Oh yeah, but it, but but everything else was just horrible. I'll change mine too since we're changing them. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll change it to zero. Desire to watch it again. <laughs> I thought you were just going to go negative infinity uh, plus one. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? White man can't jump? <laughs> Billy. 
<laughs> okay, so th- there you have it. Transformers Age of Extinction. And based on this movie, they should really be extinct. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, as we transform into a break. Hey guys, this is The Cap, letting you know that your voice is important. We still want to hear from you. Tell us what you thought of our last episode. Channel your inner Mike the Finance Guy and let us know if we got something wrong, which he's really good at doing. Help us with Geeks on the Go questions, or even compliment us on our horrible impersonations. Your impersonations aren't that bad, Doc. Thanks, Kev, even though I thought that was. So, (laughs) show us some nerd love on Twitter, at Meanwhile22, or like our page on Facebook. You can also check out our website at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. That 22 is a number. And, if you have enough time, send us a positive review on iTunes. Wow. We're really begging, aren't we? Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so now we're back. And we're back with the second half of the show. And now that summer is officially upon us, I think because when we, when we did the podcast last time, summer just began, right? Yep. Yep. So now summer is upon us. And I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, summer as a whole. You know, during the summer, people have like a lot of idle time. What do they say? Idle idle time is the devil's... Idle hands I, are the devil's workshop. Well, yeah. Well, well, idle time. I mean, I know a lot of people can do a lot of wrong things. Especially during the summer. I mean, whether you're Puerto Rican, you know, you know exactly up. about that. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, you know, whether you're on your way to the beach, it's only wrong if you get caught. Wow, that's a lot about you, Ralph. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, either whether you're on your way to the beach or you're taking a ride somewhere to your friend's house, you just have a lazy day at home. People have a lot more time on their hands during the summer. Yeah, that and bus to the jail takes a long. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot. Once again, is I'm Daddy on... there? Wow. <laughs> Damn, that is just foul on so many levels. Be quiet or we won't take you to your mother's prison. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet. It's commissary time. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, my God. There's a special place in hell for me. So <laughs> but what I'm saying, what's a better th- way to fill up your time than to dive into a nice comic book series or graphic novel because you know when you're waiting for stuff it's like oh what am i what am i gonna do people are so busy on facebook yeah. people are too busy on like instagram and all these social medias and just read a darn book yeah seriously so i mean i, I thought i thought it'd be a good idea for us the meanwhile 22 panel to recommend some summer comic books to keep people busy i like it <clears throat> yeah you know i mean reading is fundamental and not everybody's all fundamentally sound so heck with it let's give them let's give them a start um we put the fun and the mental in fundamental. <laughs> I, I, I guess because I threw it out there, I'm going to start off. Um, because it was funny. I was th- The reason why I brought this up is because I know a lot of times after I'm done cleaning, I want to do so many other things. Like I'm done cleaning the house on a Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, all right, you know, no podcast to do or, no, or you know, I, I worked out yesterday or whatever. And now I'm in my house by myself. And that TV is just like, oh, you can catch up on all these shows. I'm like, mm-hmm. I could just read also. Right. I'm assuming that means also one of your hands is sprained. But go on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wait, are, are you ambidextrous? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's like cheating on himself. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to answer that because now more people are listening to the podcast that know me. <laughs> Gasp. Cap. <laughs> but all jokes aside, what I'm saying is the reason why I brought this up is I would look at my... my um, my, my little library back there and I would say okay what books haven't I read or read thoroughly and there's one thing that I need in hardcover 
that I think would be a great summer read. It's a miniseries called X-Men and Alpha Flight. Ooh. Ah. Are you familiar with that, Ralph? Huh? Are you familiar with that? Of the X-Men? Yeah. I've, I've no, X-Men Alpha Flight I've miniseries. Heard of the X-Men. Oh, you, shut up. <laughs> are you familiar with Alpha Flight? No. Alpha Flight is the Canadian team of, of mutants that are kind of oh, like the yeah. X-Men counterpart. Were they? They're in? not all mutants. Oh, that's right. They're not all mutants. Nope. They're just a Canadian team of superheroes. Wasn't Wolverine part of it? Yes. For a while, right? Well, he was. Well, yeah, sort yeah. of. I mean, he was never part of Alpha Flight. Right? He was just if, part of Department H. Even though they, 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 they try to, they allude to the fact that he was kind of like supposed to be groomed for. What was the one that was in the Windigo story? Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight. Okay. Yeah, but it was just that he was. He, so I heard of them. Wolverine was. Yeah, he was property of Department H, and Department H is owns Alpha Flight. Like that, it's the because it's government owned. It's government sponsored of Alpha Flight. Right, which is the difference between the X Men and the Alpha Flight. That's the one that has the Indian in there, right? Yep. The Indian is that the way you're gonna say it? Native American. Indian, Native American. <laughs> you wow. can't say Redskin. I go away from Mexico. He becomes more racist. He's going. <laughs> Holy smokes! No, he's like, isn't that the one with the? <laughs> now we apologize to all the Native Americans that listen to the show. All three of you, Geronimo. Unless, that's I mean, my boy out there, Geronimo. What's up? Are they listening from the casino? <laughs> I was gonna say. I was wondering if the reservation got got um, service, but that's okay. Wow, and I'm racist. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, just to give a brief synopsis without giving too many spoilers, X Men and Alpha Flight was done back in December 1985, and it was. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were centuries before you were born. <laughs> you were like 50 when you read this book, right? <laughs> Mike can't stroke his hand. And go, oh no, I'm so young because nobody can see it. Yeah. <laughs> But they just know it's there. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, the point is that you have these two popular teams in the 80s in a two-part miniseries. And basically the miniseries is, from what I remember, the X-Men, um, they're flying on a plane and they crash it, They crash land in, oh, fuck. I, and I, I had it here. Give me a sec. Because basically it's... Was it Ottawa, Canada? Because it seems like that's where everyone crashes in Canada. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it just seems like that's where they always crash. Is that like the Bermuda Triangle of Canada? It just seems to be the one spot that they can spell. <laughs> well, well, basically they crash... Toronto's too hard. They, 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 they crash land in this very, like, in this cold setting. And I know that, you know, they're... they're, they're they, they feel like that they're on... Um, oh, what's the name of it? Um, Asgard. Because, you know, there's snow giants there and whatever, whatever. And they bump into Cyclops. And Cyclops is in a robe and he's taller than usual. And he's able to talk to them and communicate with them and not wear his visor. So his powers are healed. And at this time of the X-Men, um, Jean is dead. Madeline Pryor is in the story. Oh, wow. And, and, Ma- and, Ma- and Madeline Pryor is married to Cyclops. And they're taller than usual. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Somehow when, they, when um, Cyclops and Madeline had landed here also, they have been given these powers and, and they've kind of become a little bit more, you know, they become stronger, they become more, more control of their powers, and they become like gods. So they wonder, well, what's going on? So as the X-Men join in, they bec- become, you know, they, all their powers become healed also. Rogue is able to touch people. Um, it's, it's just the whole thing. Alpha Flight is there also. I can't remember how the story goes. I want to read it again. The art is fantastic, but basically, we all find out that later on, this is because Loki has a hand in this. Okay. Ah, good old Loki. Good old Loki. And it's only a two-part miniseries, and it, and it goes, and, and it's funny because this is 85, so they, there's a certain things that haven't come to fruition yet. Rogue doesn't look like the babe now, but she looks a little bit better than usual. They hint at, at um, Quicksilver, 
and Quicksilver. Um, Northstar um, being gay, they, they hint at it, but they don't really go into it. So all these things that we know now, they're kind of touching on okay. in this miniseries. Oh, very this is when um, Madeline Pryor admits that she's pregnant. Oh, okay. Of, yeah. of um, Nathan, a.k.a. Cable. Right. There's a lot of like subplots going on. Rachel, Rachel Summers is part of the X-Men team. Right. And she hasn't told Cyclops yet that, you know. That he's not really her father. Or that, or that he is, because she well, thinks, at this point, she thinks... Right. But she's from a future that doesn't exist, so it's like, you're really not his kid, kind of. <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah. But this is like a really good X-Men team. You have Nightcrawler, you have Shadowcat, you have Colossus, you have Wolverine, Rogue. Uh, the standard X-Men. Yeah, Rachel, Rachel Summers and Professor X, who's able to walk. Wow. <laughs> Everyone else gets godlike powers, he can just walk. Yeah. Well, they... <laughs> <laughs> And then Alpha Flight, you have Aurora, you have um, Heather Hudson, you have um, Puck, Sasquatch, Shaman, um, Snowbird, Talisman, yeah, and Northstar. Those okay. Are, those are the guys you have. And you have Lockheed somewhere around there also. Talisman was always, she was kind of a cool character. That was uh, sh- um, the Shaman's daughter. Right. Elizabeth that ended up with powers of the Talisman. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the thing about the series, it's a nice quick series. And I remember reading it as a kid. And when I read it, I mean, the art's great, but it's... There's this whole thing about do the X Men want to stay in this paradise and not become X Men again and Alpha Flight as well, or are you know are they going to go back home and be you know be who they are? Yeah. And that's kind of the big conflict with with the teams. And Loki's kind of like, look, you can stay here and be godlike, be godlike forever, or you can go back and live your horrible lives. <laughs> and of course, Loki has you know, Mike. Um, why do you have your bags already over here? <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, if, if it was. Based on like you know actual real life, I'm sure they would have stayed. But because they want to sell more comics, they'd be like, no, no, no they did the noble thing and they well, go back. All I'll say is some stay, some go. Oh. Some stay, some go. And, and then there's a, a, a supplemental story. I think it was X Men Annual where it's Storm, and she's talking with Loki, and she becomes like a a, a god also with her powers. And you know, oh. Loki, Loki, Loki tries to woo her Uh-oh. to stay in Asgard. Well, there's an annual where um, Storm ended up wielding Mjolnir. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know that was pretty kind of cool. But uh, so it's not bad. I mean, a two-part uh, miniseries isn't bad. So it's like a good forty minutes of reading for you know most people. I mean, if you're from the New York educational system, that's about a week's worth of reading. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Philly could read. <laughs> but the reason why I picked that one is because I just feel like it, it's the beginning of a lot of things that we know that, that we know of now. I mean, right. it, like you know, a lot of things that you know we know. You know, North, North Star is now married. Um, Rachel Summers is no longer relevant. <laughs> nope. Um, Kitty Pride is now the, the the professor of you know one of the schools. So you have a lot of things that you know. Cyclops is actually you know some not somewhat douchey. He's not really that douchey. Got into an argument with a guy online about that. He's a complete douche. He's not a douche. <laughs> <laughs> but it was between that or X Men versus Fantastic Four, and I like that series as well. But I feel like this is a nice quick thing to read, maybe like on the train ride or like, you know, when you have some free time, kind of thumb through it. It's really, really good. Well, the X-Men Fantastic Four is a four-part series, right? Yes, X-Men yeah, so that would have been the whole summer for the New York educators. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I think Philly's declaring war in New York. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, now I'm going to bounce it back to Mike, being that Mike knows so much about short series <laughs> or what can New York read. So how long is your series and what do you recommend, Mike? I recommend reading Billy the Kid's Old Timey Odysseys, which is a really great series. Billy the Kid Old Timey Odysseys, please explain. Uh, oddities. Oddities? Yeah, it's um it's it's a really great series. It's actually there's three volumes to it. Um the first Damn, they're like three summers. 
<laughs> pretty much. But they're a four-part um, uh, series, so it's not too bad. It's only four books each series. They were, um, all have been written by Eric Powell, who uh, also did Goon. Um, Goon, I love yeah. Goon. And uh, the art is by Kyle Holtz. Um, and it's from Dark Horse. The, the issues are all from Dark Horse. The first series came out in 2005, second came out in 2011, and the third one came out in 2013. Uh, it, it starts, uh, the book starts off in, 19, um, excuse me, in 1881, right. um, and this takes place right after the, the death of the real Billy the Kid, who was also a.k.a. William H. Bonnie. That was Billy the Kid's real name. Um, and he had been, you know, in real life, he's been shot and killed by Pat Garrett. This one, they say that he actually just faked his death just because he was just tired of the notoriety. I mean, he was just a, basically just a confused, stupid kid that did a lot of wrong. I mean, he's gruff, you know, whatever. They're, I mean, he, they don't make him particularly noble. He, he's, he's true to his friends, but that's about it. I mean, he's still kind of a dishonorable kind of guy. Right. Um, but he, he's on a train, like I said, making his escape after faking his death, and he runs into a stranger. This guy is Phineas Sprawl, and uh, Phineas is the owner slash leader of a traveling freak show. And he enlists Billy the Kid's uh, services because they need somebody with his kind of temperament and gun skills. I was about to say, I was, like, I was like, what skills? He shoots people. And that's right. Well, I mean, you know, well, that's the thing. Um, well, the thing is, it's because this is not a superhero comic book, but it is a strange, like supernaturally based comic yeah. book. So it's kind of cool. So you have um, of the troop, you have, uh, like I said, Billy the Kid. So, you know, he's just uncouth. He's foul mouthed. You know, he's always drinking. You know, his childhood is filled with abuse, which you see. So you kind of get like a little bit of backstory about him. And that enriches him as a character, which is really nice. Um, he's also claustrophobic. The whole nine yards. They give him like something. They don't make him like he's just the guy's guy. He, he has lots of faults, you know. But he is just there to try and lead this team. Not lead it, but to be the backbone or the muscle of the team when necessary. I mean, he's a scrawny guy. I mean, he's nothing special. Uh, Phineas Sprawl himself, like I said, he uh, the name of his troop is the uh, Biological Curiosities, is what they call themselves. Um, <laughs> and he has he's, he has functional hands instead of feet. So just imagine having four, um, set, uh, you know, two sets of hands or the four beast. hands. Yeah. Um, and he oh. calls himself there. He considers himself the human spider because he can just walk around and stuff like right. that easily. Uh, you have Alduin Callahan. He's born with reptilian skin and features, and he's called the Alligator Man. Uh, Isadora Mavrites. Uh, she's the tattooed lady, but her tattoos are supernatural in nature, and uh, they'll shift and give hints of future events. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, Hector Delgado. Um, he's shipwreck? born. Sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, <"What?" laughs> One of the GI Joe's name is Hector Delgado. Really? He's shipwreck. Shipwreck. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe this is his dad. <laughs> uh, but he's born with features that make him look like a werewolf. But he's not actually a werewolf. He just is a wolf boy kind right. of a thing. But he looks like a werewolf. Uh, Jeffrey Tinsel, he's called the miniature boy. I mean, he's extremely, he's not even like just, he would make dwarves look tall. I mean, he's probably, they don't, I don't even know what they say. He's probably like a foot tall, if anything. Oh, wow. You know, but like in proportion, but he's like yeah. a foot tall. Uh, and Wada, the wild man, who is just, he's a really just this giant beast, kind of a little bit more misshapen in his giant in his size, but he's really protective of, of, of uh, Jeffrey Tinsel. So they kind of work together with the big and small thing going, going right. on. Just to give you a taste of each one of the, the stories, the way they work. So the very first one, which is just called Billy the Kid, uh, old-timey oddities, it's the, the group travels to Europe where they intend to steal a powerful supernatural object with an evil history known as the Gollum's Heart, and they want to steal that from the castle of Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Oh, wow. Or Frankenstein, as it would be called in the non-Mel uh, Brooks movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second one is uh, Billy the Kid's old-timey oddities, uh, The Ghastly Fiend of London. The gang has to track down and stop a particularly vicious killer before a fellow freak is executed for these crimes. The real murderer is no other than Jack the Ripper, 
but this isn't your great granny's Jack the Ripper. This one's got a nice big twist to it. All right. And very gruesome twist. Uh, and then the third one is the Orm of Loch Ness. Uh, this has Billy and his crew traveling to Scotland to rescue a stolen comrade from the clutches of a very, very unusual Count Dracula. Wow. You know, so they're really good. Like I said, it's, it's just four parts each. They're actually now collected into um, three separate volumes. Definitely a good read. It's, 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 like I said, it's a different like a read. read. Um, gives you a little bit supernatural. Um, there's, a, there's definitely a little humor to the story and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I just love it. Okay. I like period piece comics when and, they're done well. Yeah, and that's, it sounds like a really, really cool thing. And it's just, and I like, that's why I'm glad we said not only the, 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 the top two houses because Dark Horse just, you know, has, they have some gems. Yeah, once a year they'll come out with something. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it they used to be really good. I mean, now I just can't really get into a lot of Dark Horse stuff anymore like I used to. All right. So, and um, do you know how much each each of these volumes would cost approximately? Oh, you know what? I'm trying to think. I did see it. I think on uh, Amazon they're probably between 12 to 14 at the most. 12 to 14 I bucks? Think. Yeah. Yeah, I might pick it up this summer. Well, yeah. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll read some of that too. All right. Cool. RT Square, off the tech, what is your pick for summer reading or your recommendation for summer reading? My recommendation for summer reading is not a comic book at all. Oh, here we go. Yes, It is a fantasy novel okay. series that I, I enjoy a lot that I've talked about on the show before. And the 15th installment of the series has come out, uh, came out in May. It's a good series to read. Yes. The Dresden Files. There we go. I was waiting 15th installment. Do they have to read the other 14? <laughs> now, honestly, the way these stories are, are written, you don't have to read the, the previous stories in order to catch up because he gives like a little brief synopsis. Okay, cool. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, so he, he, it's a, Jim Butcher is a great writer, and the way he writes his stories just, just like engages you right away. Nice. So in this one, he talks about how the events of the previous book uh, Harry Dresden, which is the wizard of the story, he certain things happen where now he has to play a role as a winter knight. And it's pretty much like uh, the enforcer for the dark side, pretty okay. much. Right. So and now um, in, in, the, in this uh, in the 15th book, it's called Skin Game. Right? Okay. And sounds like a porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, now Dresden Files skin game. Oh yeah. It's, oh, there's there's some steamy from what I haven't finished the book yet, but there are some scenes where he's having a dream and in the dream he's he's like fucking his friend, right? And then at the very end when he's about to come, she pulls out a gun on him. He's about to shoot him. Wow. Yeah. But then he wakes up. I would so, hope so. He shoots his load though, I guess. Oh um there you go. I gotta cue you in your own joke. Go ahead. Um, but anyway, so in the the premise of the story is um, he has this thing in his head that's it's gonna kill him in three days. Um, his boss, the, the the dark queen fairy, she has the means to cure him. But in order for him to do for her to 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 help him out, he has to do something for her first. She um, he has to fulfill sort of a part of her bargain because she made a bargain with. Um, Nicodemus, I think this is how you pronounce it. He is an archangel, right? Uh, a, a human possessed by an archangel. And this guy is okay. like, he's evil incarnate, man. He's like, you think of the devil, he's worse than the devil, man. Right. This guy, he's, he's done some horrible stuff. So apparently he wants, he has a job that he needs Harry's help for. The job is to go into the, the vault of Hades 
and steal something. Oh, that's not. Uh, that's, that's not too hard. Yeah. The, so the 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 story's written. I worked at the Vault of Hades. Yeah, <laughs> it's very <laughs> nice. That would explain volumes. Yes, because you know, getting into the underworld and whatever. So, so he's, he's uh, Nicodemus has uh, assembled this team, and he tells them, "Listen, I'm gonna pay you this much. We're, this is where we're going, and when we're there, I only want one thing." But you can take whatever the fuck you want if you can carry it out. If you make it out, then it's yours. Okay. You know? But Harry knows that Nicodemus is the kind of guy that'll stab you in the back whenever he gets the chance. So throughout this whole thing, it's like Harry's trying to figure out a way so he can screw Nicodemus before Nicodemus can screw him. Right. There you go. But it's, it's, it's a really <laughs> I, good I, story I, so still far. Still continuing from his sex dream, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy though is because at the same time he's he's fighting because he's the Winter Knight he's gained his power right and it's it's a more primal power so his urges are more like you know heightened okay so there are scenes where he's like he sees this this woman she's in this like really nice dress and he feels the winter taking over and, like okay. the beast coming out oh wow okay he has to so he uh, fighting he has to fight his own instincts and and also try to worry about protecting himself against Nicodemus. And also protecting his best friend that's helping him out during this little mission. Kind of Very thing. nice. Yeah. So All right. Cool. Now, now um, while also trying to f- not die with the thing that's in his head that's going to explode in in three days. Oh, uh, that's something just to throw in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like it's a it's a heist with a bomb in the in there, and you know what? Just throw in some sexy intrigue in there too. And you said you haven't finished reading this yet. I haven't finished reading it yet, but it's so far from what it's I've moving done, along well. It's really. Good. Is it one of the better books? They all, they seem, it's better than the last one, I'll say that. Okay, it's better but, than the last but one. But they're all really good. They're all really good. Okay. And and there's still no talks for making um, a series again? Or? I wish they, they would make another TV series, but just like with a different director, it'd be better. You know. Maybe that could be you. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to contact Jim Butcher and be like, hey, you know what? Let's, let's do this shit on our own. Wait, oh. are you Ralph the Tech? Yeah. <laughs> Cancel all my calls. <laughs> as soon as it, it happens, more often than you think, really. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, that you're mis- here. They used to go. You're off the tech. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. All right. So, real quick, before we go to um, the the last part of the show, any honorable mentions? Anything? Anything you want to mention that that is also a consideration for somebody to do some summer reading with? Uh, if you haven't read the Invincible series, you should catch up on that. Absolutely. Absolutely, the Invincible series, and, and even if you don't start from the um, from Volume One, they they allude back enough where you can kind of read from yeah. wherever it's at and okay. still understand what's going on. Yeah, and if you haven't read Planetary, don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, if you buy it in the big volumes, read the first volume. Now, it won't conclude the story, and you'll be wondering what happened, but you'll be happier not knowing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Shoot. It starts off really well, and then it just ends really badly. <laughs> All right. The one I was going to recommend, uh, my, my honorable mention, was going to be another uh, another piece of nostalgia, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, that's always a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice long read. You could take the whole summer for it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's, you know, you have all these different versions of all our favorite characters and certain of, some of our favorite characters die. Right. No spoilers here. But, you know, I mean, if you're a comic book fan you know who dies in this series but it's the way that you are supposed to put together a universe that's the, that's the right way to do it they, right. they, they, they got it right the first time I, I think. don't think I did. Yeah, they, they, you disagree? they screwed up their universe they, that's when the Huntress had to be reinvented um, because she could no longer be Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle's daughter. You know, 
they made more problems than they actually resolved because there was no problem with the multi-universe. I don't, I don't know what problem they had with it, but it wasn't a problem, and then they've just spent the next 30 years trying to resolve that and failed yeah, <laughs> miserably. But, yeah, but, I mean, this out of all the versions of them yeah, trying to consolidate, it was the best one. Was the best oh, one. No, definitely, no, it was the best one out of all the versions, and it's a 12-part miniseries. Yeah, it is, and it? George Perez is an awesome artist. Yeah. So, so, again, I'd like to relate things. So, you know, for you New Yorkers, that will get you from ninth to 12th grade. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> that's right i'm throwing it down yeah I, i'm i'm in mexican relaxed mode so i'm not even messing with him that's the morning <laughs> podcast i can't fuck with him <laughs> so that so there you have it you know what philly it's about to go down seems to be going wow <laughs> oh man and that's it <laughs> i was about the, to say the words like, after that bro <laughs> you know what philly you know what philly hi philly <laughs> Lord, I'm trying to think though, if there's another one that I was thinking of that's also a good read. I'm just trying to. There's a couple of good reads out there. Like if you go back and think about like good miniseries that you know it was short to the point, but just you know a great read. Yeah, you know even if it's like short volumes, like even the one you're talking about, you need to just take one volume. Yeah, that's a nice little read for for you know. Oh, yeah, get to a long ride. a long train ride or something like that, or a long trip if you're you're or, going by car or whatever, or a flight to but Cancun. not driving. What flight to Cancun? or a flight to Cancun? Shoot, oh, I got one word: arrow. <laughs> I'm finishing up on Arrow. My God, it's such a. Cool I've got two words. Finish it. <laughs> <laughs> no, then I got to start um, Game of Thrones. Never watched it. I don't have HBO. It's good. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Some summer reading to keep you guys busy during the summer heat. So we'll be back with. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing the wrong the wrong um, segue because you know what the segue is. Geeks on the go is next. Geeks on the go. <laughs> I, I had to do it differently because I'm so I'm so relaxed from Mexico that I'm swearing. I, I swear to you, going to work on Monday is not going to be fun. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like I have to work. Oh God! <laughs> Just bring a tanning lamp and sit under it, feet propped up on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. All right, so you know the you know the drill. I give cool questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But hey, it's the beginning of summer. We got to try something new. Damn right. Yeah. So we're going to try getting it under 30 seconds because I gave a pretty good question. Let's see what's going to go on. Are you guys ready? Yeah, sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the way your answers were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe I have the, the, the right amount. Shut up. <laughs> ready, set, go. All right. Name the top characters. The top seven. Start all over. I'm wait, sorry. Uh, so wait, which one of us was not ready? Shut up. <laughs> I was trying to pick pretzel <laughs> out of my tooth. I was like, I got this. Oh wait. I, all right. Let's go again. Shut up. Ready, set, go. Name the top seven characters so far of 2014. Number seven, Ralph. Animal Man. All right, Mike. Stephanie Brown. Uh, number six, Mike. Harley Quinn. Ralph. Uh, Superman. Okay. Number five, Ralph. Uh, what was it? Moon Knight. What was it? I don't know. Moon Knight? God, Moon number Knight. five? All right. <laughs> Mike. Captain Marvel. That's formerly Ms. Marvel. Right. Um, number four, Ralph. Captain America. Mike. Constantine. Number three. A Mike, Batman, Ralph, Spider Man, <laughs> number two, Mike, Thor, Ralph, 
Batman. All right. <laughs> and the number one hero so far of 2014, Ralph? Nightwing, motherfuckers. All right. Oh, we almost got it. Oh, Damn man. <laughs> and Mike. Aquaman. Who else? Wow. No. Wow. Nobody mentioned. I'm surprised you didn't mention Spider-Man or even Doc Ock. Because his character is done. Well, you know he's coming back. No, but I mean, Spider-Man. No, Superior Spider-Man is done. So you see, like, and, and regular Spider-Man is regular Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Batman made your list. Um, I mean, he's still he's still innovating the or say he's still pushing the comic book sales and stuff like that. Like, I don't feel that Spider-Man is pushing the comic book sales now that he's back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, his coming back was definitely like huge. Well, but now think, that he's back, I think it's just kind of normal sales for them. You yeah, know, didn't Batman just uh, finish? Was it zero year? Oh, God. Is it still still not done? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because uh, I was talking to Mike the other the other week, and I'm like, "Wow, my my batch of getting comic books becomes thinner and thinner and thinner." Like before, I would buy about ten comic books, you know, visit. Now it's like two, maybe three. Pretty soon, he's just gonna go straight to digital. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not buying shit." I just can't. I can't do, do it. I can't do straight to digital. If I if I'm going to do straight to digital then I'd have to just stop buying comics. Or, or, or again, I like digital to try and get old ones, things that would be way too expensive to try and, and you know put into your collection. Because this is what I said to a friend of mine that uh, actually he just recently he was like, I don't know why I'm buying digital comics. I said, well, I've never understood it either. I said, nothing personal, but I, I find anyone that solely buys digital, new digital comics, a fool if you're paying for this is because worst case scenario. I mean, we know that, uh, you know, collecting wise, we know that the comics that are coming out now are just, they're not going to go up. I mean, there's really no innovation. There's really no new characters worth, you know, the public's interest, et cetera, et cetera. They're probably not going to go up very much. But if I'm paying, you know, let's say, you know, three ninety nine for this comic, two ninety nine, if they're being generous, maybe, just for the sake of argument, in four years, maybe that $3.99 comic might be worth $6. Right. But just, just for the sake of argument, you know. That digital, what is it worth? Nothing. It, you paid three ninety nine for it. That's the worst part. But it's worth zero dollars. Yeah. You know, there's never going to be a market of I'll take that digital comic from you. You know, for you know. So I'm like, <laughs> at least I have the hopes of gaining a dollar or two off of my paper. But digital, hey, you get nothing for it. You never know. You might find some sort of idiot be like, hey, I'll sell you this digital comic for uh, six bucks. Yeah, that would be the idiot. <laughs> be like, oh my god, really? I don't have to go to the comic book store. Sure. <laughs> And speaking of idiots, these three idiots are done with this show. <laughs> so for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the Cap saying, keep it geeky. And hey guys, it's summer. Don't fall asleep in the sun. <laughs> <laughs>